Welcome to the Resilient Rainer, the premier podcast focused on mental performance for equestrians and improved horse show performance. Whether you're a rookie rainer or a seasoned competitor, this show is for riders who want to take their skills to the next level and achieve their full potential in the show ring. I'm Nicole Burnett, and I'm a master mindset coach who's obsessed with helping you achieve all those horse dreams you always thought were impossible. Join me each week to develop a show-ready mindset and gain the competitive edge you need to compete with confidence. Hey there, (laughs) Nicole here. Welcome back to the podcast. I thought I would just mix things up for this session. Normally, I just talk and you only get the audio for this one. Um... I'm going to just do video and see how it goes so I can put this on YouTube with my face and not just, not just my voice. So here we go. (laughs) If you're seeing this on YouTube, do you like it when I show my face too? I probably won't do this every time, but it's a fun way to mix it up. Feeling it, feeling it. Okay. So let's get into the podcast today. Welcome back to Podcast Lands. Nicole here. And today we are going to get into today's episode. We are going to dive into what is confidence. I know I talk a lot about mental performance and all of this stuff, but we've never really defined what confidence is, what it isn't. And I want to get into that today. And I also really, once we do that, I want to get into common barriers that stop writers? What are these walls people run into? What are the stumbling blocks? What's getting in the way for folks when it comes to developing unshakable confidence, right? What's coming up? So what is confidence? What does it mean if you're confident? And I really... I wanted to get into this semantics of definitions because sometimes when we think of confident, we think of related but actually different ideas, right? We might think of arrogance or cockiness or, you know, that asshole who claims they're brutally honest. Hmm. So (laughs) I like to think of confidence as the strong foundation for your house, right? It just, it's there and it quietly supports everything above it. It is the belief in your abilities, belief in your judgment, right? You can make the right call. And it's rooted in competence. It's rooted in experience. It's a, you know, a knowing of, I can do this, but you don't need to shout it from the rooftops, right? It's that inner knowing. It's that inner grounding. And so how is this different from the the ones that came up for me as comparisons of not really the same, but some things that people conflate confidence with were arrogance, brutal honesty, and cockiness. So let's break it down. Arrogance. Arrogance is when you're just proclaiming, I'm the best. No one can tell me otherwise. You're just puffing up your chest and proclaiming to the world how amazing you are. And it's not just about a belief 
in your abilities. It's about a belief in your superiority, right? You're arrogant. You're better than. And unlike confidence, I feel like one of the beautiful things about confidence is that it invites growth. It invites collaboration because you always want to improve, right? Part of being confident and mentally strong is that you know, you're you're always wanting to grow. And so in contrast, arrogance, it really closes the door to other people's ideas, things that you could learn from them, ways to do it better, because you already know. You already know everything there is to know. Nobody knows everything, by the way. Okay, what about brutal honesty? So brutal honesty is let's say it's a willingness to say what you think, but without regard for how you might make others feel. And while confidence really supports a truthful and an open communication style, because you're not ashamed, you're not embarrassed, you don't feel bad about anything that you have to say, you're just confident. You believe in yourself, you believe in what you have to say to another person to share with the world, but it's always balanced with empathy and balanced with respect because you're viewing these other people as real humans. And in contrast, brutal honesty can be used as a battering ram to beat people up, right? It's it's usually an excuse to be an asshole. Um, and confidence is more like an open door in compared to a battering ram. They're not the same. You can be confident and be truthful without being brutally honest and an asshole. They're not the same thing. And then let's chat about cockiness. So let's let's do a metaphor, right? So if confidence is the well-cooked steak, right? Your confidence, because you you have substance, right? You're that tasty, I don't know if you like grass-fed, grain-finished, whatever you prefer, but it's that juicy, meaty substance, mm, so good. That's your confidence, right? It's based in something real. And cockiness is when you've got all the sizzle, sizzling on the grill, whatever, however you're cooking your steak, but there's no substance. Cockiness just stress around, it's flashy, it's dazzling, but it lacks true underlying competence and understanding that confidence embodies. So in our horsey world, Confidence is like a skilled equestrian who knows their horse, knows their stuff, while cockiness is just somebody who wants to ride in the parade. What's that phrase? It's like all hat and no cattle, like that. So in summary here, <laughs> confidence is it's a quiet strength. It is strong. It is unshakable, but it's not, doesn't have to be loud and flashy right? It's grounded in reality. It's respectful of others. And it is a far cry from arrogance with a superiority complex and the insensitivity of just trying to be brutally honest or the empty showmanship of cockiness. 
And so I really think of confidence as a team player, right? And you've got all those other things that are trying to be solo acts and confidence is a team player. It's your partner to help you reach your goals with skill and sincerity. Let me know what you think of confidence. If you watch this, send me a message, leave a comment. And how do you define confidence? Did this spark any thoughts for you? All right. So the second half, now that we've defined confidence, because it's always so key to be clear about what we're talking about, because you can get, we can get a lot of trouble if we start talking about confidence and I'm meaning one thing and somebody else is arguing at me, just really they're talking about being an arrogant bastard. So that's not what we're here for. So now that we've clarified our terminology, we can talk about what are barriers that riders run into when it comes to developing confidence? What are specific problems, struggles, frustrations? What are issues that people have? And how does that undermine folks' confidence? This also was really cool because I I was able to hear from a lot of folks recently. Um, We're in the middle of doing this mini mental boot camp. So if you haven't signed up, come, you can catch the replay from the first day and join the other two bootcamp sessions live where we're getting all into developing unshakable confidence. And so people were able to share on the live today, what did they run into as barriers when it comes to developing confidence? So a lot of this feels really relevant. So like I said, you are totally welcome to join. I had a really good time today and I'm so grateful for the opportunity to do this, you know, boot camp, mental boot camp for folks and help them to see their own power and step into their own power, become unshakably confident. I am in your corner. So I was just thinking, what are things that people shared with me? So think for yourself, what is getting in the way for you from developing unshakable confidence? All right. So have a moment to just think about that. Okay. And then I will share with you the things that folks shared with me today. Um, I think the probably one of the biggest ones that came up when I asked people today was really about physical safety. And it didn't matter if their horse was trained or not trained, young, old. It's really because it all starts in the mind here. And there's this fear of becoming physically injured, right? People are worried like, what if I fall off? What if I get hurt? What happens to my kids, right? And so there's this whole thing about you're fearful for your physical body, your fear of injury and what what's that about? And that was a big one that came up today. Um, and other people worried about if they have kind of a bad horse. What if their horse isn't good enough? Like, can their horse do it? Um, the other two biggest ones that came up today were just kind of a lack of self-belief. Like, I I just can't ride the way I used to. I'm, you know... I'm not 15 anymore. I can't do it anymore. That was a big one. And then um, just kind of losing it at bigger shows, right? Like the anxiety that comes up where at a smaller show, I ain't no thing, ain't no thing at all. And then at the bigger shows, it's just like, just totally losing it. And so those were the biggest ones that came up today. Other ones that are really common that are just ruminating on a bad run. Like if if you have a bad run and you blow it, maybe you go off pattern, maybe your horse is a turd. Like 
life happens, but just really getting stuck there and having a hard time bouncing back from a setback, bouncing back from a bad run and letting it just be in the past. That is a big stumbling block for people. Um, Limited time, feeling like I don't have enough time to ride my horse to make the progress I want to make. Um, distracted by other folks in the warm-up arena. That used to be a big one for me. I used to have a hard time just really like being with my own horse and doing our own warm-up. That was um that was a hard one for me that I had to learn to work past. Let's see. Oh, handling social judgment, right? Are people talking about me? What are they saying? That is a big one. Really just getting in your mind and worrying way too much (laughs) about what other people are thinking. So those are some really common barriers. I think that's nine. Also inconsistency is a big one. That's a barrier to confidence because that can be related to time. Like, do I have enough time to get in the practice that I know that we need, or it can be kind of, if you have inconsistent results, it shows, right? Sometimes you have a really great run and you are on fire and you're just winning. And then other times you go and you don't know what the deal is, but it just terrible. And so when you have inconsistent results, that can really get under your skin, right? You start wondering like, is it me? Is it my horse? What the heck? You can start to be kind of fearful and you get anxiety around like, what is going to happen? I feel so nervous. I don't feel like this is something I can rely on. And it is beyond the typical like vagaries and unpredictability that are inherent to horses. And you just start getting like, you just want to avoid it because it's not the anticipation of we're going to have a good run. I'm going to have fun. I'm enjoying myself. So that's, that's another one. Um, So those are, those are what I would describe as the top 10 barriers to confidence that I hear coming up from people. I'll do Let me see if I can do a rundown of those real quick to summarize them again. So we've got being able to bounce back kind of, you know, if you ruminate on bad runs, like, you know, being able to bounce back um, Two limited time, three, lose your mind at big shows. Do you, when it's like the pressure is on, do you just, you know, blank? <laughs> um, for just a lack of self-belief, just not believing that you can do it, right? Do you ever think like, oh my gosh, I can't do it anymore? Um, getting distracted by other people in the warm-up arena, worrying if you have a bad horse, worrying you'll forget a, a pattern, fear of injury, inconsistency in your results, trying to figure out how to handle social judgment and like, what are other people doing? What are they thinking? Those are all real things that people struggle with when it comes to developing confidence. And you have to figure out how to address every single one of those, or it will continue to eat at you. It will in the back of your brain, if you have not figured out how to address it in a way that you fully believe in, that will eat away at you. All day, every day. So these are all kind of external symptoms and things that people struggle with that are barriers to confidence. If I had to just take all that stuff and I were going to describe them at a higher level. So that's what I'm going to do next. So I've taken a lot of 
external symptoms, right? Like inconsistent show results, worry that you'll forget a pattern, worry your horse is going to spook, being distracted in the warm-up pen, a fear of injury, getting beat down when you have a bad run. These are all external symptoms, right? These are manifestations of something else. I mean, the problem is not just that you're distracted in the warm-up pen, right? It's So what we're going to do next is I'm going to take these and I'm going to bring it to a higher level of what skill is that emblematic of? What skill is the concern or roadblock that you're facing? What does that mean you need to work on in order to get better, in order to address it, move on, demolish that obstacle? Okay. So I have that. We had like a list of 10. And so I'm going to just go down this list here that we just brainstormed and say, okay, here's the skill that you need to work on if this is your roadblock. So one of them was inconsistency. So you're going to shows or you're riding your horse and you're just all over the place, right? You have inconsistent results. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's not. So if you have inconsistent results, I think this kind of plays into a couple. So one is focus. And obviously there's overlap, but we've got focus, handling yourself in high pressure situations. But also I think people miss the importance of goal setting. And so I want to talk about that one because when you're trying to have results, you have results because you have a goal that you're trying to hit. Does that make sense? So let's say I'm going into a raining show and I I want a 70, right? Just a nice clean run. Well, if it, sometimes I'm getting a 68, sometimes it's a 72, sometimes da, 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 da. Well, one of the best ways to handle that is to learn how to set effective goals, right? Because if you just say, I want to do good, well, we all want to do good, okay? <laughs> like that's kind of the point. Nobody wants to suck. Hello, Captain Obvious. <laughs> and so how do you set effective goals? How do you set goals that help yourself, right? Because it's not just saying I want to do better. It's like, okay, well, let's get real specific. I want to have clean lean, clean lead changes, right? I want my rollbacks snappy to a crisp lead departure, right? Like real specific here when you, and then you need to be able to measure them. How do I know if I'm hitting my target or if I'm way off like in left field? Okay. How do you know? Is it specific? Is it measurable? Is it relevant to what you want to do? If I want to score better in raining, it needs to be relevant to that goal, right? It needs to be relevant and time bound. So it might be like, okay, I'm signed up. I pay my entry fees for the show, you know, next month. Like we're going to, that's my official check-in. Okay. So all of these things, like learning how to set goals that are both challenging, but not too far out there. How do you like walk your own self down the garden path? This is a skill. And so for inconsistency, I really like to bring up goal setting because I think people will like miss that skill and how important it is to have a goal that's leading yourself down the road to getting where you want to go, right? And the, the, the more you can set 
better goals, more helpful, effective goals, you'll start to dial in your performance. Okay. The another one that comes up all the time is social judgment, right? They're judging me. They're watching me. I feel like people are watching me and wanting to tear me down. Maybe they are. Maybe they aren't. <laughs> I mean, a lot of times it's not true. Sometimes it is. How do you handle that? That is all about, if we take that up a level, that's all about developing mental toughness. All right. You got to get tough. And that is a whole skill. How do you train for mental toughness? And that's why mental performance coaching is so key because it's about how do you instill riders with the resilient mindset? How do you help people to face challenges head on without succumbing to doubt, without giving into your fear? Because you have to be tough to face your fears head on. And that's, you've got to do it. Like your fears aren't just going to go away, right? You you have to deal with them. You can't just hide it in your mental closet. It doesn't work. And so you have to get those techniques for how do you stay determined? How can you how can you better endure hardships, right? How do you get tough enough that you can perform the best regardless of circumstances? And so it's training, it's training all of these skills, right? And that is so important and awesome. <laughs> okay, what else did people talk about? Um Okay, so here's some ones that come up a lot. I mentioned where the symptom is you worry that you're going to forget your pattern. You worry that your horse is going to spook at something, right? I hear that all the time. People will be like, oh, we're going to a new show. My horse is worried about the loud sound speakers. They're worried about the banners. They're worried about the, you know, all these stuff. And then they get so anxious and they're stressed and they don't know they don't know what to do about it. And it kind of just tanks their performance. And so that's all about coaching is all about equipping riders with tools. How do you manage that both when you're in training and in competition? Because one of the things about stress and anxiety is that it's not something that shows up just it shows. This is absolutely something I see pop up when people are training at home, right? Because, oh, they're, they're worried about the cows, you know, oh, they're worried about this or that or the footing or like it that stress and anxiety is really something that can get to people and it pops up in everyday life. And so learning relaxation techniques, learning emotional regulation, this is all about empowering riders so that you can approach each ride feeling calm, feeling poised, confident. And when you're in that kind of a space, then you're able to optimize your connection with your horse, right? If you're like, feeling stressed and crazy, do you think you're going to really synchronize with your horse? I mean, maybe, but you might synchronize and being crazy. And that's really not what we're going for, is it? <laughs> Absolutely not. We don't want that. <laughs> so learning how to handle stress and anxiety. Also, I don't know. I need to do a whole podcast on this, but it's. I'm going to just have a little soapbox moment because I, I like don't worry anymore. I used to be such a worry wart. Like, I'm gonna be real vulnerable here for a minute. I used to be worried about everything, and I kind of thought it would help me in some way, but it it didn't. And it really changed my life when I I just realized that worrying doesn't change anything. And worrying doesn't help. And, and so now I, I just, I literally don't 
worry about things like at all. And it's 180 degrees from the way I used to be. And and so I don't know if this is going to hit home with anybody. I feel like I need to do a whole podcast just on this. So leave me a comment if you want me to talk more about this. But like to be really real and vulnerable right now, like I literally like I just don't worry about stuff anymore. I can have concerns about things and I take action, but like just that worry, I truly just don't feel it anymore. And so I just, I want to just drop this little nugget hidden inside this podcast episode. Really ask yourself, like, does worrying change anything? Does it alter your life? Does it offer you any value? Like, what is it doing for you? Like, for example, I know some people get worried when you get on a plane, right? If you're worried, if you have nervousness around takeoff, does that help? Does that change? Like, are you, are you going to go fix the pilot and how they fly the plane? Is it, is it literally going to do anything if you worry about that situation? And same thing with your horse. If you worry about, well, what if my horse stumbles? And what does worrying and fixating on that, does that help you? This is a rhetorical question, of course. It, it doesn't. And so yeah, in case that question helps anybody, that question literally changed my life. So yeah, worrying, it doesn't help you. You can let it go. Just let it go. All right. So now that we've had our deep personal moment for this podcast episode, we can now move on back to the barriers of confidence and the higher level skill set that it reflects what you need to work on. Okay. So we just talked about stress and anxiety. Now we're going to talk about what if you're in this people that you lose it at a big show, right? Maybe you even black out because it's so it's so intense, right? But you might even be fine at a local show, a small thing, but you get to like a big event, there's real money on the line and you just like, it's bad. It's bad, right? Well, that is all about how do you master high pressure performance? And I really like to put that as its own little skill set because for a lot of people it is like, they're like, oh, I totally make a mental distinction between schooling shows, big shows. This doesn't matter. That does. And it's that mental distinction that like makes people treat the show differently and their mindset makes them act and behave differently. And so you really have to, this mental training is amazing at helping writers prepare for the intense demands of competitive events. It helps them perform consistently under pressure, master your nerves, and be able to deliver the best performance when it matters the most. And so things we might do to help with high pressure performance, visualization is amazing. Pre-performance routines, positive self-talk, all sorts of things that play into that. Okay. Maybe you're one of those folks who gets distracted by other people in the warm-up pen. I told you that was something that used to be a problem for me. And so that is all about 
focus and concentration, baby. Like, can you be a laser, laser focused? And so mental coaching is really great to help writers learn how to stay focused under pressure, tune out distractions, and just be able to maintain your concentration over long periods. Because even if let's say you're like a barrel racer and you're done in 20 seconds max, if it's it's more than that, right? It's when you first pull in, you're trying to figure out how to park and not like hit anybody else's trailer. And then you got to saddle up and you have to warm up. And you do need that focus for extended periods of time and being able to block out what else is going on. And this is so crucial, you, you know, in competition, when you have a momentary lapse, a little brain fart, that can really mean the difference between winning and losing. All right. And then for folks who really struggle with a fear of injury, I actually see if people, if someone's worried about getting physically injured and they have a lack of self-belief, they might seem like different things because it might seem like, oh, I'm worried about being physically hurt. I'm having trouble doing that. Or if you have like, I just don't feel like I can ride like I used to. I don't know if it's still possible for me. I put both of those under needing to work on confidence because a lot of times when people are worried about getting hurt, it's not because they have some terrible horse with no training. Um, you know, it, it's not about because there are times when you need to be physically aware for your safety. Um, and so I'm definitely not saying to just disregard if you have concerns about your horse. Like, don't be stupid. Um, <laughs> that sounded really rude. Uh, but yeah, don't be stupid. There are times when you need to be very physically aware for your own safety. I'm talking about the times when people have well-trained horses and a history and a demonstrated track record of things are fine. And then they get in their heads about like getting hurt. And I know, for example, for me, one of the ways that came up for me was after I had my kids, Everything else was still the same, but I got really worried about getting hurt. What if, like, what if something happened to me? What would happen to my kid? Right? And so that's kind of the thing where it's it's clearly coming from your mind. It's not that, like, all of a sudden your horse, you know, it's not that we're dealing with some crazy, obviously dangerous situation. Um, all right, I'm rambling. So we're going to leave that. But that's all about confidence building. And mental coaching is all about helping writers build and maintain confidence. And this is so vital because self-belief has such a profound impact on performance. It's a really common quote, but it's so true that whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And that's kind of what this is about here is that don't shoot yourself in the foot. And a writer with strong confidence is more likely to bounce back from your mistakes. You can perform consistently because you have that self-belief. All right. And then the last couple here was about what happens if you have a bad run. How do you shake it off? How do you bounce back? How do you get up and try again? And this is all about resilience, baby. It's all about resilience and mental coaching to help with coping with failures, coping with the temporary setbacks. How do you handle challenges? Because there's so much pressure just inherent in our horse world. And so having the skills to be able to handle stress and ha like be able to bounce back from a setback is key because you are going to get knocked down. Things are not going to go your way. And what are you going to do about it? Because it's not about whatever happened, you know, 
to you. I don't like to describe things as happening to you, but it's not about that. It's not about whatever you went through. It's not about how your horse got injured, how you got injured, how, you know, X, Y, Z thing happened in your life. It's not about that. It's about what you choose to do with and after that event. So. Soapbox. (laughs) All right. So those are common roadblocks that folks run into when it comes to building their confidence. I tried to give examples here of external symptoms. What does that look like? And what sort of skill does that reflect? So if you're experiencing, you know, whatever symptom, what skill do you need to work on developing so that you can become more confident and have improvement in your riding? That is what I wanted to talk about today. That is what we have talked about. (laughs) I hope you've had a great time hanging out. It's been really awesome. So if you see this, let me know. Please drop a comment that lets me know what spoke out to you about this episode. Did something really speak to you in particular? Let me know. Let me know what is your biggest barrier to confidence and what you're going to do to work on it. Also, if you're stuck it out to the end, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. If you really want to help out this podcast, help us to reach even more people, please take a moment to rate this podcast. So if you're on iTunes, Spotify, rate it five stars, leave a sentence about what is something that, you know, that, that made you, what did you react to in this episode? So let me know. It really helps out the podcast so that we can help even more people. I do appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. And like I said, this is going live on Thursday. So we've done the first day of the mini mental boot camp for Western equestrians. We've got two more sessions in this boot camp coming up. So sign up. You can go to NicoleBurnettCoaching.com and get signed up. I'd love to have you join us. You can see the replay for the first session, catch the other two live. It's awesome. And you're going to get so much out of it about how to develop unshakable confidence. So thank you for hanging out with me today. I love you guys. Love just being able to elevate the Western community and talk to you next week. Hey there, friends. This is Nicole. And as we wrap up today's episode, I've got an opportunity you won't want to pass up. If you've ever felt like something's holding you back in your riding, if you've ever wondered how to truly become unshakable in the saddle and build a strong bond with your horse, then our upcoming live training is for you. It's called The Resilient Rider, Mind Mastery for Peak Riding and Horse Connection, and it's tailored to help you break through your barriers and ride like never before. We'll dive deep into specific mental hacks and techniques that can turn good riders into great ones. This is the edge you've been looking for, and it's time to seize it. So don't just stand there at the gate. Head over to www.nicoleburnettcoaching.com to register. Spaces are limited, and trust me, this is one ride you don't want to miss. Keep riding, and I'll see you at the Resilient Rider Training. Until next time.